Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Mir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror. And I really cannot find one word to sum up this beautiful, brave, determined woman in front of me. Marlo Hampton, welcome. Great to be here, beautiful. You look awesome. You look beautiful. I can't tell you how excited I am. We have so much to talk about. Welcome to New York. I know, I'm so excited. We need to hang out all week while I'm here. <laughs> I don't know how you, you like, you literally just landed and you look fabulous and I had to bring my A game and it's still like. I <laughs> well, you really brought your A game. You look <laughs> dropped it gorgeous. I'm gonna see Marlo today. I gotta look, I gotta keep it together. Um, I wanna first say happy birthday. Thank you. You just celebrated the big 4-0. I did. I really just really finished celebrating it maybe two days ago. Yeah, I know. Like for a month straight. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, this is going all the way into Pisces. But you know, I really like how you embraced it. Like you're turning 40 and you were just like at the top of the world celebrating. You even did a nude photo shoot. Yes. Like tell girl. By the way, those photos are ridiculously amazing. Thank you. You know what? So many women are afraid of their age and 40 is something they wouldn't say. I'm like, I don't care what age I get just as long as I look gorgeous and I feel healthy. And Mm -hmm. I'm just excited about it. I can't wait for 45, for 50. I just want to make sure I'm in my best health and I want to look fabulous as you and lose a couple pounds now since I've eaten everything for the last 30 days. (laughs) Well, you're vacationing. It doesn't count. I know. It really doesn't. It needs to go away. You know, does it ever scare you? Did it scare you when you're about to turn 40? Did you think to yourself that this is frightening? Like, I know a lot of us are pushing 40 or if Mm -hmm. not over 40, but not telling anybody yet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, did it scare you? Does it scare for you? Because you're a public figure. You are now. You know what? It didn't scare me, but it's been an eye opener. Yeah. Like, I'm just at a point now I feel like I just want zero BS, as in relationships, as in knowing what I want, as in going harder and being more determined than ever. Just being more focused. I Mm -hmm. think, like, the research has been done. It's like, what do you want to do now? You're 40 years old. Like, let's get it together. Let's still be fabulous. Let's still have a good time and be fun, but just know what you're going to deal with and what you're not going to deal with. So I think what you're saying is whatever is not serving you in a happiness positive way you're going to get rid of exactly yeah you can wrap it up with that because because that's how i feel because i i feel like over the course of all these years you meet people and when you're younger you want to be friends with everybody and you want to be liked by everybody you do right and that's even when you're older some people we still have that like oh why doesn't this group like me or why are they judging me from my past i went through that Mm -hmm. coming on real housewives of atlanta yeah we're gonna definitely talk about you overcoming that yeah um, I look at it like, you know, you can be the juiciest Georgia peach. Not everybody's going to like peaches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? you're right about that. It can be sweet and juicy. Mm. And what you said about um, sometimes people are older and they don't get that way. I found that, too. I just yeah. automatically assumed you get older and you just become smarter. Yeah. That's not the case. But that's not the case at all, especially with men. Especially with men. Yeah. If there's any <laughs> advice you could give to your younger self, what would it be? Or younger girls out there. 
younger girls out there, I love yourself and believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And you just have to really just really just be team you. You team have you. to be team you because everyone else is not going to be you. You know what advice I'd give them in addition to What'd that? Stay away from the D. Oh, <laughs> Lord, the D. And stay away when you're getting up there and you're trying to make something of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't stay totally away from it. But, you know, sometimes girls get so caught up in a man that they, they forgot to develop themselves. Yeah, you're right about that. And, I mean, we go through that. All, young, old, you're right about that. You have to love you. That's what I'm saying. Put you number one. Yeah. Let him just be something extra. And no matter what society says, do you? Because I even saw a mean uh, comment on my page. Oh, like, oh, it has to be awful to be 45, no kids, and not married. I'm like, no, it's awesome. Because I know friends that are married with kids and they're stressed out. Right. So and I they would look l- older. Yes, and they look older. Even yeah. though I would love that life, but I want it to be happy and excited. I want it to be natural. Now, I'm 40 now. I have to have a baby. I have to get married. No, I'm just going to be happy. I have to be happy. I That's agree. And, you know, I have I have this thing. Society tells women what they're supposed to do by what age, right? Mm-hmm. They tell us if you're not married by 30. Like I have friends who are 27 and they're freaking out. I'm like, you're 27, girl. Do you like, even know fun. what you want? I know. And so you're told you have to have kids by 30, that you have to have something, not kids, but be married, something mm-hmm. by 35. And oh my God, if you don't have it at 40, forget it. I feel like yeah, there needs crazy. to be a universal nature law. You cannot get pregnant when you're 15. <laughs> Yeah, and you can get pregnant when you're 45. <laughs> exactly, you can't now though. At 45, you can nowadays. It seems like. Have you thought of fertility and that sort of part of it? And I'm gonna answer how I have. That's why mm-hmm. I'm asking you. You know what? I'm just gonna see what God has in store. I I did think about it, and my grandmother, who's 99, she just turned 99 in February. Don't tell Holmes. me she just had a baby. No, she didn't just have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. But she told. Me, I was telling. I was like, grandmother, do you think I should freeze my eggs? She's like, nope. If God wants you to have them. You're going to have them with or without. So I'm just. I agree with her. I'm just like, if it's meant for me to have a baby, I am having a little baby fever right now. I'm like, you know what? I can just go get some sperm. Yeah. Or just find someone like, hey, give me some and let me have a baby. There's a (laughs) lot of ways to be a mom that don't necessarily include pregnancy, you know? That's true. And I did that whole fertility thing because I'm in the medical industry and I'm like, I'm going to go freeze my eggs. And I did it like years ago. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, you would think I would feel better about myself afterwards. But imagine being told when you're 35 that your eggs are dying and they're old and you're too old and I'm like if I, who, who thinks about this before 35 yeah, the only exactly. reason I did is because I was in the medical industry mm-hmm. um, so I just think that this like this positive attitude is everything you have to and I just feel you have to believe in something a higher being and God is someone I definitely believe in and I just feel what's meant to be a be our story's written mm-hmm. we're just living it I so agree. every morning I'm getting up and I'm just doing whatever puts a smile on my face our story's written but you do have to get up off the couch yeah you do right that's what I say. Every morning you have to get up and move. <laughs> you have a really, um, I, I feel like I don't know who knows this about you. You've come through a lot in your life. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know that, you know, mm. because there's a lot about you that people talk about, but they don't know what you've been through. Mm, Tell me a little nice. bit. Tell me a little bit. Like, where do you want to start with that deep question? <laughs> I know. It's so deep. Because I know on. you were in foster care. Okay, we could start at yeah, foster and care. So as, um, as, a young, as a young woman... You were in foster care, and now look at you. So yeah. I aged out of foster care also. I went into foster care probably around 10 or 11, mm-hmm. and I stayed in until I was like 21. I aged out. So, so how did um, that affect you? In the beginning, it was tough because I loved my mom, mm-hmm. and even though she was on drugs and was abusive, it was still something about that kid that just loves her family. It's your mom. It is. It's and I mom. mean, even to this day, she drives me crazy, but I still love her. It's, it's still like, your that's mama. Mommy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So that was really tough. And I think I just always just wanted to be rich and get a house and get my nieces and nephews. I don't think I really had too many big dreams. I just wanted to be happy. I was really at a bad place growing up as a teenager. I was tall with a jerry curl and high waters on. The foster parents <laughs> didn't dress me cute. And what's crazy, I came from my mother in the projects on drugs and abuse, but we were dressed so cute in the projects. Yeah, well, so when I got to foster care, my self-esteem went whew, really yeah, down. Really down. Yeah. So as soon as I was able to get a job, I caught the bus to the mall, Tyrone Mall in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I spent my whole check that second or third week on clothes. So you were still in foster care at that point oh, and still you were working at the mall I was working at the That's mall amazing. and at the car wash Pronto Car Wash and at Tyrone Mall at um, Contempo Casuals and I, then I Wet Seals and I Wet Seals I bought lots of stuff there when I was yes. there what made you get that drive and determination you could have given up you could have done drugs you could have there's a lot of things I could have done you're right you know what I have to say after God bless the dead it's from my dad he's mm-hmm. a headstrong person mm-hmm. I will also say it was from him because my mother was the lady on the side, mm-hmm. and he he already had a family. Right. And his daughter went to college, and when I would go around, they'd be like, oh, that's Jenny's daughter. Mm-hmm. So I think Did I was she just know driven. you? I'm sure she knew she know, of me, she but we've never met each other. Exactly. Okay, even to this day. And she was like his trophy girl. Gotcha. So, you know, I'm with the lady on the side that broke up their home mm-hmm. or, you know, caused problems. And you're the daughter um, of the lady of the, on the side, and you're sister, half-sister, is in college. Exactly. Yeah, that's quite a difference. So I was driven from that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to be someone, too. You're and why didn't this. you love me uh-huh. as much as you love hers? Mm-hmm. I didn't ask to be here. So for a while, I was so angry. I was angry at him. I was angry at the world. Like, I didn't ask to be brought here. So I was just being a rebel. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, I was like, hey, I looked in the mirror one day when I was doing crazy stuff, getting in trouble. I'm like, what makes you any better than your mom or your dad? Wow. I mean keep getting in trouble doing crazy stuff that's going to mess up your future and I just stopped I was like hey I'm going to Atlanta and Atlanta is where I'm so at it was just something that happened inside of you where you're like I'm going to turn out exactly the same and I got to make a change exactly right mm-hmm. and then why Atlanta you know what? I guess I had why a girlfriend. not <laughs> <laughs> I'm over Atlanta now though but I still love Atlanta you need to be in New York but that's my another. girlfriend okay we need to work on yeah, that yeah yeah <laughs> My girlfriend had moved there to get her master's, Kia. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Marla, just come here. I was in a bad relationship at the time. I was getting in trouble with the law. I was just so unhappy. Mm -hmm. I was just unhappy. And I remember just waking up that morning crying. And I'm like, oh, grandma. Oh, I'm about to get teary-eyed. I was just like, I got to go. I'm like, I'm better than this. God has to have a bigger story for me. Your grandmother really influenced you a lot, right? My foster grandmother, yes. foster grandmother, see? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of amazing things. Because I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, you were angry. You could have been mad and you could have just lashed out. Because, you know, I, we talked about people getting older and getting smarter. I know women now who are 40, 37, 38, who are still angry. And they mm-hmm. blame everybody else. But themselves. And you could have done that, too. That's true. And you didn't. So you opened a boutique when you got to Atlanta. I did. Yeah. I did. I did. I did. Not right away, though. I bartend first. Right. And um, I bartend. I saved money. Uh, one of my girlfriends were there, and both of us had shopping problems. And I'm like, you know what? We need to open a boutique. And she's like, Marlo, you don't know anything about opening a boutique. I'm like, well, I've worked in retail all my life, from Contempo to Wet Seal to Nordstrom's to Saks to Bloomingdale's. I'm like, you know what? I need my own store. Yeah. So I remember. It's a great way to get free clothes. It, okay. <laughs> definitely. Wholesale. <laughs> So we went to Perimeter Mall to look at spaces, and uh, the person at the time was Mirroli, the person who showed you the different um, spaces, spaces to uh, rent. And the plan was to go there, and we rent a kiosk in the middle of the mall. Mm-hmm. So when we got there, I'm like, 
I don't want to sit in this kiosk in the oh middle. Oh, my God. One of those like, in the middle. Yes. Where like, oh, do you need your hair curled? I know. I'm like, I, Heather, I don't want to sit out here with clothes or jewelry. So I'm like, you know what? Do you have like a, a space? Yeah. And she said, uh, yes, we do. It's such and such. Dollars. I looked at Heather. I'm like, we can't afford this. I'm like, okay, we'll take it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. We will figure this out. So it was just, it was really amazing. It was uh, five years, I want to say, I had my boutique. And we came here to New York and went over on the pier. We bought clothes and met the vendors. The trade shows. Yes. And it was just an amazing thing. To this day, I can't believe I did that. Isn't we built it, it from the ground up. It was just amazing. We learned a lot from it, though. We are known for your style, really, truly. Uh, Even on the Housewives, it was mm-hmm. all of Marlowe's style. Like, you could have taught <laughs> the ladies a thing or two, I think. I think I've helped them a little. They've I, improved. <laughs> um, they where did your style some. come from? Did you just always have it? You know what? If you take uh, my DNA, and I tell people this all the time, I swear to my blood, but it yeah. originated from my mother. Mm-hmm. My biological mother, Emma, that lady would take us, like I said earlier, to the Goodwills anywhere, pick out the cutest little dresses, uh, shirts with ruffles. We would have on a little hard bottom shoes and ruffle socks. We were just like the best. Everyone always say, Emma, little girls are always dressed so well. So it was something that was just embedded in me. Yeah, you just get it or you don't. I just feel you have it or you don't exactly. I think style is really different than fashion, mm-hmm. you know? And I think style has nothing to do with money. Like when I first moved to New York, I was in med school and I had some of my friends were like up and coming trying to be publicists. And there's this one friend of mine, I, she, I'm like, hey, what are you wearing tonight? Jeans and a t-shirt. But that's just what she said. When she brought it, I'd never seen anyone wear it like that. A clutch. It was like the t-shirt was fitted and ripped and torn and distressed yes, and it looked so elegantly chic and I you have it or you don't right and you know what type of that I'm big on sweatpants really I was just gonna ask you if you even owned a pair oh yes <laughs> I love sweats I just posted a picture on IG there is the other a day with sweats question right here about sweatpants talk to me I love sweatpants with some heels on put on a cute little t-shirt like you said with your girlfriend yeah. and a cute blazer a string of pearls necklaces bracelets whatever and Sweatpants are fabulous then. Like the kind that you tie at the waist yes, kind of? it's like, like really tie, sweats. Yep, you yep. can just put them on with a cute tee, a blazer, a third-piece long cardigan, but you definitely need a five-inch heel. <laughs> yeah, the heels heel. make it. I actually, that's where I suffer, the shoes. Uh-huh. Like, I like the lower heels because I'm always running, and I feel like, but I, I'll wear the high heels. But we we walk everywhere here. Okay. So is that, like, why I kept getting looks today when I was yeah, walking probably. across the street? People are, like, looking like, like, like she's superwoman. I know, and I kept walking fast with them. Like I'm like, like what are those? Like those are five inch red stilettos. They're so yes. sexy. I would make probably three steps, and I'd have to change. Women, it's we crazy. carry our shoes in our handbags, and it's kind of lame. But we okay, know. so I need to really you know, get the, on to this New York life. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> if you can keep the heels on, keep the heels on. But I'm like, you know, like you'll see, like if there's a party, all these girls are around the corner from the party putting their shoes on before are you they walk serious? in. <laughs> yes, wow. yes, okay. they are. And we all pretend like we don't know that we do it, but everybody does it. And then as soon as you walk out, you put your shoes back on. It's wow. the craziest wow. thing. Right. I tried not doing it for the longest time, and I'm like, I can't because I, these like medium level heels are kind of not as sexy. But they're cute though, some. But they you are. gotta, you have to have a high heel on though. It sweats. You do. Um, I want to talk about just housewives. Like that's the first time I saw you. That's the first time I was introduced to you. And you wow. came on, and you were so strong and so fierce. So strong. Did you I'm like really your experience? I know, but you, you look like you were strong. I know. People say that about me, too, and they're like, yeah, it's always the ones that act that way. I know. It's like, hey, you guys, you really don't know. Get to know me, and people really would judge you for being on the show. Yeah, it's like, do. hey, I'm strong, but it's something there that's hidden. Something's going on.
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Tava Samir. How did it, it's a kind of a big question, but how did being on it, especially that first moment, how did it impact your life? Like, it changes things. It did change things. Um, it changed it big time. I mean, everything, all your skeletons come out the closet. Yeah. My past came back up from yeah. all the trouble I got in. I was like, Well, that was wow. a huge thing. That was that like, was huge. that was like, let's, let's smear her by talking about her reputation. Yes. And how did, like, how did, did you feel like you had to defend yourself all the time? Um, I did, and then I woke up, I remember crying and looking at all the comments, the first thing, like, oh my God, they won't let me move forward, I was young and dumb, yeah. come on. So it's really, it opens, and nothing's a secret anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't be in the grocery, I remember one day I was in the grocery store talking, I left out, someone t- tweeted my whole conversation, <sighs> and then when you're uh, out in public, and people are like, hey Marlo, you're looking like, hey, I, like, I don't oh, know they you. leave from the show. <laughs> so the first season was really, it was, you know, tough getting used to it. Yeah. How did it imp- impact your friendships? I'm sure there were friends that you'd known growing up versus the new friends. Oh, a How lot d- of fakes came around. Yeah. A lot How did of you know they left. were fake? Did you know right away or did you kind of take a I second? didn't know right away. No. I didn't know right away, no. One thing with reality, you're not going to know right away, but you'll know after the, f- the first season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, well, no, I'll say the second because I was not on the third season. Right. And a lot of people f- disappeared then. Yeah, they're like, oh, she's not mm-hmm. on TV anymore. And then when they knew I, were coming, I was coming back, a lot of people reappeared, but I knew how to handle it. I was ready for it. Yeah. It's it's interesting because you had this reputation, but then I feel like you overcame it. And you were friends. Are you friends with the, some of the women now? Like I'm cool with uh, Cynthia. Candy. I love Cynthia. Yeah, Cynthia is so beautiful. She's too. so sweet. She's, She's such a gracious woman. I met her recently, and I could not believe how nice she was. So humble too. Oh my gosh! Every two seconds, someone was asking to take a photo with her, and she just did it with the biggest smile on her face. And yes. I'm like, that's a patient woman. And you should. I just feel if you're in public and you don't have security, take the picture unless you're eating or just take or the picture. Something. <laughs> something. Totally. What about your business? I think I think the thing about Bravo, mm-hmm. it's a great platform. <clears throat> it's a great platform for you to it's get your business It's an amazing going. platform. You've I'll... done a lot of amazing things since then, mm-hmm. right? I have. I watched your Marlowe's Closet. <laughs> All right. So did you like it? Wait, let me just tell you my experience. I'm like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to learn something about style. I don't know why I thought because it was in a closet. You'd be talking about fashion device. Mm -hmm. So I clicked play and it's Marlo's closet and it's on YouTube. (laughs) Everyone needs to watch it. So I clicked play and you were like, we're here to talk about men who are on the DL. (laughs) Have you ever dated one? And I just went, oh, my God, this is not a style show. Let's turn up the volume. (laughs) (laughs) So I was listening to that. I mean, you're just basically Uh talking to your friends about anything. Anything. It's like a women's roundtable. Some table. cocktails, and let's just talk about anything that we know it's an issue in society, and a lot of people are not addressing. How did that come about? One day, what were we doing? We're just, I'm always in my closet. Like, yeah. if you come over and visit me when you come to Atlanta. Is that your actual gonna, closet? That's my actual okay, closet. Okay, I would be there all the okay, time. Well, I think come that's on, the you're size welcome. of, like, you know, studio <laughs> you're apartment is gorge. So whenever people come over, we just go in my closet, we drink, or my friend's like, Marlo, you just want someone to come over here and watch you try on clothes and play dress up. <laughs> I'm like, What's yeah, wrong with Marlo's that? closet. Uh, and we just, I'm like, you know what? We just all need to come in here, tape. I said, if we had a hidden camera, it would be crazy, the things that we say. Mm-hmm. And we just started doing it. I mean. Do you find that... Is the camera hidden or is it right there? No, it's oh, not hidden. I was going to say. I told my girlfriends if we had it hidden when all the things we <laughs> yeah. see and do in that closet would just be awesome. Do you find that you have to like um, edit yourself when you're doing something like that for 
fear of what people are going to say. You have to a little I bit. I do feel you have to a little yeah. bit. And that's something I'm not good at. So thank God some of the editing is like, ooh, we have to chop it up because my mouth. <laughs> well, I loved it. You're like, have you ever known men on the DL and maybe dated one? I think I have. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I probably have done maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. I think I definitely have dated one before. What was it like being back on Housewives this season for the time that you were on? I loved it. There was a scene I'm, with you and Sheree. I'm like, the gang's yeah. back. I, I loved really it. did enjoy it. Yeah. This season was, I wasn't in any drama. Yeah. It was just awesome. You were actually kind of like the voice of reason in a couple of those scenes. I know, right, girl? I was like, mm. wow, Marlo. Not that you couldn't be, but I'm saying they'd always portrayed you as like the instigator. I know. I was like, thank God, something positive. Yeah. Although I did like that fight with you and Sheree back in the day. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was one of my favorites. Like, what are we talking about? I don't know. Did you rehearse that? Because I no know. Way. I'm like, we did not rehearse that. <laughs> I swear. I, when Every time I look, I'm like, where did that come from? And then she went to join it right back with me. I loved it. It was so fab. But it was great to see you back on. Are you coming back, do you think? You think you're coming you know back? I have no idea. But uh, they haven't reached out to me, and I haven't heard from anyone. So I doubt it. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Because they may just call you and say, hey. <laughs> you could be on a whole storyboard for next season. You don't even know about it yet. Don't even know. Then see when I stop call you or Lauren and say, hey, Marlo. <laughs> You've been doing a lot of um, style correspondence. Like you were on Essence. What was it? Shade or... Slave? Yeah, shade or slave. I love that. You want to do too. more of that sort? I do. Yeah. I love fashion. Yeah. But I want it to where it's just in a natural city, setting like you and I now. Yeah. Just not all rehearsed, just real. And you can be yourself. And yeah. we can talk about fashion. We can talk about topics. Just more natural, fun, positive things. Like a round table of positive. There's not enough of that on TV. There's and there, not. And there probably won't ever be, to be honest with you. It it's like the it's drama not, is winning. Yeah. It's, it's They don't show friendships and sisterhood. They show more antagonistic behavior. So mm -hmm. it's kind of nice. Someone once told me with reality TV, you're giving your story to somebody else to tell. Mm -hmm. Is that how you felt? You're giving your story... Like, you're giving your story to the network. Yeah, because, I mean, it is edited. Yeah. You do see it, but you never know where they may stop it from. So mm -hmm. what you see nine times out of ten is, is what it is, but you are. You are, right? Yeah, I think And we are. were talking about this just right before we started, how we're both kind of like, what's foster kids of Bravo? <laughs> <laughs> foster kids, we want to get out of foster care. <laughs> we were on, and now we're not anymore, and who knows if we'll be back on. And I think it's a blessing and a curse. Like, the blessing is nothing is better than that platform in terms nothing of, is. but you got to do something positive with your life outside of it. And you have to do other things also. You can't yeah. just get wrapped up into Bravo. Like, I will not stop. I'm going to continue doing something. And yeah. Like you. Yeah. I mean, you're a doctor. You're sitting here doing it we just have to have that hustle you us. do it's it's and i know a lot of girls that are on it now or were on it or are waiting to see if they're going to be back on it mm -hmm. and they're just in this perpetual moment of pause like they don't want to do anything else it's yeah. like meanwhile keep it busy keep yeah. doing things don't just wait on bravo because at the end of the day if you sit there and you wait you don't know if you're going to come back or not. If you come back over and over, you're very lucky, you're very blessed. But if you don't and you don't have anything else going on, it'll actually mentally destroy you. Drain you. And people are so wrapped up into it, too. They want it so bad. Yeah. It's like it's their world. It scares me how some people want it so bad. Mm -hmm. What it's was the good. best part of being on TV? The best part of being on Bravo? And you know I'm going to ask you what the worst is. Mm, the best part of being on TV... Oh, I guess like the platform and yeah. getting discounts and getting paid for 45 minute appearances, the money, yeah. Like, almost Thomas, we're fully booked, but not for you. I know, it's like, <laughs> hey, this is Marla from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, okay. Oh my God, I'm such a fan. Yeah. Yeah. And then the worst part. The worst part is people judging you from yeah. your past. 
people just seeing everything. And but I mean, I'm an open book usually, so yeah. I really don't care. I just feel like my all my skeletons are out, yours are not. Right. So come talk to me about yours and I'm right. sure Well you're really. putting yourself out there and you're giving your a vulnerability for everybody mm-hmm. to look at and people can sit and judge because they don't look at you as human. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I find is kind of annoying about it is there could be an episode that was two years ago and people will still ask you if that's happening today. I like, know, hey, like, oh, okay. so you're still single? I'm like, like oh my wow. God. And don't say still. There's nothing wrong with still. that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's wrong with being, I'm, like, I'm single and happy. <laughs> exactly. All right, I want to talk about style. Okay. All right. Who's your inspiration? Like, how do people become stylish? Is that a terrible question? You know what? People always ask, who's my favorite designer? Who's, it's just, I'll look at magazines sometimes, but I literally just go in my closet. and, Like, when I packed this outfit, I was putting the purse on. I said, you know what? It may be cute around my waist. I mean, it's just a Jimmy Choo candy, but I don't want to get a safety pin. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I love that. So it's, I don't have any one person I love. And I really love being eclectic and just mixing pieces and doing what's not expected. Like this sweatshirt went with pants and the lady was like, no, it's a blouse that goes with the skirt. I'm like, no, I want the sweatpants shirt right. to it. Yeah. So it's just. And whenever I find people who I like admire, it's always that they can mix things together. They can. Like is, I love Sarah Jessica Parker now. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. That's Patricia Fields, but I love her. And I also like, um, my, what is it? Monica Monroe, the one who's styling the Kardashians now. Oh yeah. I forgot her name, but I know I love you're her talking style about. Too, yeah. It's interesting because out of the Kardashians, I, I think Courtney's got the, a great style. Courtney has amazing stuff. I you don't you don't notice it's it at first. It's not, you don't and it sneaks right up on you because yeah. she's small and yeah. she's not really the mouth but Courtney no, has awesome she's small stuff. she's all about her kids and all of a sudden she one is. day I was looking at her clothes I'm like damn this girl's got the best style I mean mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with the rest of them but she just kind of stands out. She has like that vintage classic look. Yeah. It's not trendy it's one that's going to be around. Yep. What's going on next? You've got some things coming down the line, right? I definitely do. Right now I'm working on um, Ask Marlowe. And what's that? Where you'll be able to email me or tweet questions, and I'm going to respond to them via video. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to that. You know, like Marlowe's Closet. We That's have a fab. I love that. I think that would be awesome. So my fans can get to really know Marlo. Mm-hmm. No one really knows me. They just know the clothes and me being so strong on the show and yeah. all of my past. So I want to just be able to talk to my fans and really let them get to know who I am and Ask any question they want to know. And well, I just, this is the thing I found so striking about you. I walked up to you the day that I saw you. I'm like, hi, I'm Tavisum. And you were like, <laughs> you were so nice. And you were Aww. just like, Diva, you were so warm and so welcoming. And I remember thinking, mm-hmm. I had expected something else. I expected okay. maybe a little bit of attitude. You know how girls yeah. are. Girls everyone be, says that. But everyone says it about me, yeah. which is why I don't do it. I've never really done it. If I, if I ever acted a way that made other people feel uncomfortable, it's because I was shy. I actually was pretty shy in high school. Wow. Yeah, I, I was not shy as a kid. And then we left where we were and moved into a new town in elementary Something school. New. And I was the only brown girl there. And everybody else was like, you know, a sea of blue eyes, blonde hair. And that's uh. nothing wrong with that. But when there's one black family and one, you know, Indian family mm-hmm. and that's it I felt insecure um, yeah. and then high school was a little bit tough because of that and people would say to me you're intimidating I'm like how can I, I I'm shy you're and stuck up I'm, I'm not stuck, I'm, stuck just up. Shy. I'm just shy I'm just quiet but I get that all the time and I hate it and sometime I remember one time and I was like no that's not gonna happen I would get invited to certain events I'm like okay I'm not gonna wear my heels I'm gonna dress down tall, yeah. and I'm like forget that I'm wearing my heels mm-hmm. and if they're gonna judge me by my damn clothes the heck with them because yeah. I feel like I'm, I can have just as much as fun as anyone else in the room and I'm very friendly I'm super duper friendly oh, you're so... I love a good time yeah 
And it's funny because someone once told me, I had a friend mm -hmm. who I thought was a very good friend of mine. I thought we were sisters. And then I noticed like all these things, I mm -hmm. work very hard and you do too. Yeah. All these good things were happening as a result of my working. And I mm -hmm. noticed one day, you know, she's not saying congratulations. She's not saying, hey, that's awesome. Can I help you with something? She's not saying, hey, great, can I help you? Are you none of that? Mm -hmm. And I was diminishing my light, if you will, and my success to make her feel comfortable. Your spotlight, yeah. And I feel like you probably had to do that a little bit too. I definitely have. And I mean, I do see that. My, my group of girls are usually supportive. Um, of me, but you do kind of sometimes feel that, hey, if I'm in this spotlight, I have this platform, I just want you to help me a little more. Yeah. I want you to or be a little say, more hey, supportive. You're okay. you're okay or come to this, but I can't say I'm blessed with my group of girlfriends. They are supportive. But then at the end of the day, what happens is you just decide, hey, I'm going to wear those heels. I'm going to mm -hmm. be happy in and my life. everyone's not going to be happy for each other. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be jealous. They're going to yeah. be like, well, why wasn't it me? Mm -hmm. Why is it her? And that's just something you have to just let them deal with and continue to do you. Yeah, and I think I look at it like, hey, if my friend's successful, guess what? I'm successful. I'm successful, too. I can borrow the clothes. I can go into VIP lines yeah. with them. I'm like, come on. You're like, oh, you just got a gig on ET, our okay. entertainment tonight? Hey, put me on. Uh, exactly. You only just got into the Kardashian show. Hey, put me on. Something like that. It's like it's like I'm going to be happy. Thing. If you yeah. did it, I'm happy. Like, it's like my opportunity. My girl T got this. You know, yeah. I'm happy. Absolutely. And I think that that's like a lesson that I've learned over the years. And that's one of the blessings of getting older is like mm -hmm. you just become more comfortable in your mm -hmm. own skin. So ask Marlo. Mm -hmm. And what else? Are you going to write a book? You know what? I'm thinking about a book, but I have some products coming out too. Can you I'm tell me about that? No, I can't. But you're going to love them. beauty. Um, in the beauty yeah. department, some. I love that. <laughs> I, right. I would love that. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be really. I mean, you're just you work all the time. Mm -hmm. I love seeing you like on the on the Hessens part where you're doing this shit because you were very outspoken how you thought that would be great mm -hmm. to have like you as recurring. I I love to see you on on something like a fashion police. Fashion police, I would love to do. That, yeah, so. I think you'd be great on it. Yeah, because they definitely need people to replace that's on there. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> haven't put my sunglasses on. Oh shade! shade. <laughs> shade. They need me to get up there and slay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, um, where can people find you? Like, where are you? I mean, like they don't know already but they can find me on twitter at iheartmarlo instagram marlo hampton and facebook marlo hampton and snapchat and snapchat at dress me marlo and what else the youtube um, marlo's youtube closet. marlo's closet somewhere else they can find me and then at the mall at the mall <laughs> at neiman marcus you can find me on vacation <laughs> at the bar having a cocktail <laughs> yes exactly at the hair so salon when, getting some extensions when are you going to start ask marlo <laughs> i'm going to start that probably by next month so like around april yeah by april fab so watch for that tweet definitely you a question. and I'll be tweet me you. a question email me a question definitely you're going to just shoot me one on my cell phone like Marlo hey answer this I want to sure well Marlo I want to know this I want to know that um, I can't tell you how happy I am because I feel like I really wanted people to get to know Marlo not oh, Real well, Housewives Marlo because you're so kind oh wait I do need to talk about this you do <laughs> wait some charity there's some charity you do for like oh, there's yeah, something that definitely. you started up just simply tell, giving yeah Simply Giving is something I started up, and I will always do that. TV, no TV, no, um, no social media. Um, and it's another thing also I have, Glam It Up. That's where yes, I work with foster one. girls. Mm -hmm. And how can I not do that? Mm -hmm. That's just, 
I feel that I can go and relate to a foster child better than someone else who yeah. has not been in foster care. Because I remember when I was in foster care, the workers would come and visit me, and I'm like, you don't know what it feels like to not have a key to the house. You don't know what it feels like not to get a hug or kiss. Yeah. You're just in bunk beds and different foster homes. So I just want to let these girls know you are special. Mm -hmm. You are loved. The world is yours. Don't care because you're in a foster home. Whatever opportunity that person have, you have that opportunity also. And I want them to avoid the the rubble and the madness. I was angry at everyone. And don't go to jail. Don't get in trouble. Don't go hang with the wrong crowd and trying to follow them. Don't just fall in love with the guy and do anything he wants you to do. Love yourself. Yeah. So with the Glamour Up girls, I try and get them and take them to a movie or take them we've been to movies we've had huge events where we get our hair and makeup done and music and uh had an etiquette lady come in and teach etiquette um lessons uh had uh wells fargo banker come in and teach about credit scores because i didn't know anything about my credit score in high school wow. so just doing things with them to let them know that the world is theirs i want to plan to bring them to new york to a broadway play wow a few of the girls get them all dolled up wouldn't that be awesome yeah oh i just think that would make their world I think that there's nothing more amazing because, you know, you say you want kids, but you kind of being like a mom to these kids. Yeah. Then I know? have 14 nieces and nephews, too. Yeah. Well, that, I think, honestly, it's the best thing in the world to be an aunt, you know? Because you get the they best of both go worlds. Back. You get to be the cool aunt, and then you're like, okay, see you later. <laughs> that is so true. Like, bye-bye, auntie misses I really you. loved when I read about that, how you kind of give back to these girls, and I don't think there's anything more beautiful than that, really. It is. And simply given this Thanksgiving, Christmas, Mother's Day, like, I late, lately, the last few years, I've been doing it with Publix. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you the families are so appreciative yeah. of a, a box of food, a meal, I'm like, wow. We're so, we're not thinking about a meal or, oh, how are we going to eat yeah. Thanksgiving? So I love doing that because I get to meet the family in person. I get to take a picture with them. I get to talk to them. And usually they'll talk to me to get more food that's not in the <laughs> box. So I'm like, it's just really fun. It's like, wow. Yeah. You know, things that we don't even think about. Like, I'm like, what am I going to eat today? You know? And I think that everybody, wherever you are in life, give back. Even if you don't think you can, you don't know even what a smile, a, a gesture can do for another person. That's true. You know? So I just want to say I adore you. Thank you so much well, for being you, here. Well, thank you, and I adore you also, and thank you for having me. I'm going to see you a lot more this week, too. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for tuning in to Glam Mirror. Tune in every week at playit.com. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.